Welcome back to another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Don't worry, I'm not going to waste your time with an explanation of today's show. So grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Because no, I can no, always that wasn't intro. my point. <laughs> 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 there are quantum I'm, physics. Look here, look here, uh, Brett Michaels. In the, uh, if we're just exploring my inner demons here. You wouldn't have been quite as polite when you left the interview. No. I mean, if need be, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you. This is but where we lack comparative knowledge, Max. Damn, dude, three hours later. Others actually want to watch some people play. See dude. reference Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will do my editing, don't you worry. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Liquor and Leaks. How's everybody doing today? Well, well, thanks good. for asking. Good. How are you doing? Uh, you good? I probably said this last time that we were coming to the end, but now I kind of really mean it because bowl schedule's done. The all the all the major games have been played. The semifinal games have been played. We have one left to go, and so after after the national championship game, we'll get together and just wrap up the season that was. But I wanted to meet today, talk to you guys. We made some picks just kind of discuss a few of the kind of key games that occurred, get some thoughts on how we feel about the national championship as it's now laid out Alabama versus Ohio state. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I hope everybody's prepared. You got your stats, your Venn diagrams. Hopefully somebody's got a nail and a hammer and we're ready to go. I got a special butt plug just for Ohio state. Perfect. It says roll tide on it. Mm-hmm. I told you it's, it's the den vigram. You switch it's the circles around. Den. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. So let's let's roll this one out. Let's just talk about the the semifinal games first. We'll start there. Obviously, those are the big ones. Alabama versus Notre Dame, Ohio State versus Clemson. Now, when we made our picks, I think we all went with kind of the no-brainer in Alabama. You know, we'd watch the juggernaut all season just rolling through people. And so, uh, you know, we all picked Alabama here. I don't know. I, I know they said during the game, like they've hung no less than 35 points. They had a, a school record in terms of the number of games they had done that. And I, obviously they fell short in this game. Was anybody surprised by this game? I think only from the fact that, yeah, like you just touched on, right. That I, I just anticipated Alabama to completely steamroll Notre Dame. And, and while they won and, and, you know, I think, I don't think the game was as close as the score indicates. Uh, I anticipated it to be more of a blowout than it was, in my mind at least. Yeah, I would have to agree. I was surprised at how close Notre Dame kept it. I don't know if that's an indictment on Alabama at this point in the season as much as maybe it's just like – I don't think they looked at it as a tune-up game, I think, but maybe they were looking ahead, like whoever's going to be in you know, our opponent, you know, that's where we need to focus our energy. So, Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say is – like the game, the gameplay just felt very tightly controlled. Like right. you never felt like they were at risk. You know, like I, there was no point where I was like, oh, I think Notre Dame's going to catch fire. But at the same time, like you said, it's not like Alabama just flat out opened it up. But it, it did seem like you you felt like we're going to play the game we need to win. Like we're going to without play being exhaustive. Yeah, we're not opening up in the entire playbook. And then let's see who we're up against and, you know, we'll tweak it from there. Yeah. Is that a coach thing? Like you go, look, we know we're potentially going to win this game. We got to look ahead. We don't want to put too much on game film that we know our opponents are going to watch. So let's play conservative. Let's just win it. Even if it's barely winning it, that gives us more latitude down the road. Well, and, and I didn't catch the end of the game, but, but somebody was telling me, I guess that uh, Najee Harris and uh, who's the wide receiver Smith, Devante Smith, Devante Smith, Smith. I, I think didn't even play in the fourth quarter. 
No, they did. Um, they did because did they? Okay. Devontae Smith was on the hands team on an onside kick, and he fucking bobbled it. And, and okay, the, well, then Notre Dame call this guy a liar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, just for like, getting my bad information. Well, I mean, so. he may have not been on offense. He may have just played that special right, team. Right, he just yeah, was on the yeah, hands yeah, team. So, that's possible. Um, yeah, that's, I, I'm sure that there's there's a little bit of that. You know, you, you playing to not get injured at that point in the season too, right? And, of course, Notre Dame pulling out all the stops. I mean, doing the onside kick when they were down with almost no time. Like, they're not coming back, but it's like we're not, we're not playing to lose at that point. We're still going to try. They kicked mm-hmm. the onside kick. Devontae Smith bobbled it. Notre Dame recovered. But I even texted out. I'm like, it's too little, too late. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. But, Calling timeouts. Like, what, what, yeah. what are we doing? What are we exactly. doing? <laughs> Why are you prolonging your own agony? What the fuck? So. Now, it is curious, since it has come to light, that Sarkeesian's going to Texas – I do wonder how long they've been in discussions, you know, cause that, what was that yesterday? I think that, that drop yeah, that, yep, was being relieved and then Sarkeesian was appointed. So they obviously had to have been talking for the last several weeks. I would think. Sure. When was the yeah. last time Texas had a stable coaching staff since Mac was it Mac Brown, right? I, I was going to say Mac Brown, maybe. <laughs> when was is that the last time? Cause they've just seemed to be running through people. Yeah, Cause Charlie strong came in behind him. Right. Yep. And he sure struggled. Did. Now, is Sarkeesian going to coach the championship game? Does anybody know that yet? Or you know, I don't know. I, I always uh, thought they, they weren't allowed to make the move until their team's season was officially over. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that is the case, yeah. Does the coach have latitude to go, look, you can go, we've got this, or – I mean, well, he's I'm probably sure. going to want to retain. I'm sure, some they continuity. do, but you're playing for a national championship. Right, I'm, not sure wanna, <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay, sure you want to. Okay, yeah. Let him go out the door. Says uh, Sarkeesian, who won the Broyles Award uh, for very good reasons, uh, said he made a commitment to Alabama coach Nick Saban. He would remain with the the Tide through the playoff national championship. So okay. it sounds like he has the choice. He's just choosing to stay. So the coach could go, no, I'm going. I'm going to start on recruiting. I'm going to work on setting up my coaching staff. You're on your own, but he's – Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what your contract says too, right? I yeah. mean – And you're this close, right? Just just go to the national championship game, do your thing, and then move on afterwards. What's 10 days going to matter at Well, and it's, it's not the Dukes-Mayo bowl, right? Oh, right. I mean, that, that I could see you absolutely, okay, fine, I'm moving on. Um, you're, yeah. you're playing for the national championship. And, and I don't know, if you don't help coach that, can you claim that you won a national championship then? Now, wasn't so. Was it USC that Sark was the head coach for? Uh, yeah. And how yeah, do you, how I don't, do do I don't think they, they treated him well okay. with that whole process. Oh, and it also says here he's he's already had a team meeting with the current Longhorn staff, or team had a team meeting and met with the current Longhorn staff. So, unfortunately, Texas is one of those programs. They're fucking their uh, boosters or whatever. They're no joke in terms of the control they like to have because of the money they put up. Well, and, yeah. and, and they also it's it's the win now mentality for sure right. at Texas. Well, um, that you got. don't have a. It's all about football, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't have an opportunity to have a bad season or two. Yeah, but and, you can't look at someone like that and Grinch. I don't mean to run you over. You can't look at someone like that and go, "Well, they're doing well at Alabama." You got to look at Alabama, right? Now you're bringing one guy. Now he's going to bring whatever his stable of coaches and coordinators are. But it's like, I don't know. I, I guess schools. I wonder if they look at that and they go, well, he's winning there. He'll come here and win. Mm, not necessarily. Because whatever they've got dialed in at Alabama for the last fucking decade may not translate to Texas. Yeah, I, I think – so I want to jump back to the Bama-Notre Dame game to yep. set up the following point, which is – I've heard – I mean, Lane Kiffin said he's never met – you know, he's never learned more, I think. or I'm paraphrasing, but the gist was high praise for Saban 
for his incredible attention to detail, how they map out a game, you know, everything from where stand, you know, fans are located, you know, this, that, and the other, where they want to be in which quarter. Uh, so I do think that game from front to end was scripted pretty tightly. And then it's the standard coach up, you know, you missed a read, you missed a cue. We talked about this, you know, right. kind of thing. And we certainly saw Lane Kiffin be a better coach. I mean, it, I think I just saw that Ole Miss, I mean, they beat Indiana in their bowl game. And I think yeah, Ole I think Miss is already contract extension. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. So um, I, I, I think Sarkeesian's his own coach. It's not like he's a young man, but um, he probably benefited significantly from a year with a program like Alabama. He probably felt comfortable with the fact it's a different conference, so he wouldn't be in the SEC. And then if you're Texas, you're like, I'm watching A&M probably going to finish, you know, fifth-ish, made, made a case for themselves there at the end. And Oklahoma was freaking beatable this year, you know, and yet somehow still – Not by Florida. Yeah, not by Florida. Somehow still ended up looking really solid there at the end of the season yeah. after opening with two losses. Yeah, uh, we don't have to talk about the Florida-Oklahoma fucking steam. Although we will – there is one thing I do want to say about that game, but – uh, not to get off track, we can circle back to that. So that was Alabama Notre Dame. Sark going to Texas. I guess we'll see how Texas does next year. The other game, and the other game, I thought was a hell of a lot more fun to watch. Uh, it was more of a barn burner, but they didn't run up the score the way I thought. Like I thought it would be closer this game. And I know in our picks, three of the four of us chose Clemson. I only went with Ohio State because I figured, fuck it, what have I got to lose? And surprisingly, they. They stomped Clemson. Well, and, and this is, I think, what, what everybody was kind of concerned about is you had not seen enough of a body of work from Ohio State to really make a valid pick. Um, you know, they, I think they played, what, six games coming into, into that game. So you, you really didn't know what you were going to get. I mean, obviously they were 6-0, and but, the, you know, who had they really played? The, the, were the questions, should they even be there? You know, I think they proved, at least during that game, that, you know, they, they can compete. Real quick around the table, are yeah, six games, are they legit? Well, also, you know, the, their players are going to be fresh. They're going to have less injured uh, injured players. Yeah, you know, it's kind of shady the way it all went about. I, I, legit, maybe. I'm not sure this was a, was a fair assessment competition. I, I think you let them play a full season like Clemson did, then let them go another round. Let's see. Well, and, and, and clearly they were primed. I mean, they played like rabid dogs for almost the whole game. I mean, I don't know that Trevor Lawrence had ever had more than a few seconds to set his feet. I mean, that game was just so frantic from start mm -hmm. to finish that it totally made Clemson uncomfortable. You could, you know, you could tell. And then Justin Fields played friggin' lights out, certainly acquitted himself well. Especially after shot. taking that fucking shot. Yeah. yeah, took a shot and went back in. So, Haas, did you see that? I did, and oh then to, you know, put up to put up like almost 400 yards and six TDs. That's it's impressive. It really yeah. is. It's yeah. not that they don't have talent. It's not that they're not quote unquote legit. I think I'm just I'm so I have so much acrimony and bitterness towards their how approach. They got to, yeah, how they how they got the where they got. It's it's kind of dirty, right. but yeah, yeah. And and then revisiting that a little bit. I mean, I guess hindsight being what it is now, Cincinnati lost to you know, a somewhat depleted Georgia in, for, in terms of the opt-outs. I mean, it was a fantastic game if you just enjoy the sport. So you're looking at Cincinnati going, man, you lost to Georgia. Like, 
were you really going to go up against the Ohio right. State, a Clemson, a Bama? Right. You know, should you be in the conversation yeah. now? But well, they you were can, leading you, can, you guys. They were leading you guys a good portion of that game. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, I mean, but they still lost to a two-loss yeah. SEC team. You know, that was technically, I guess, third in the SEC. I think something like third or fourth with how it got seeded. Fell out. Yeah. Well, and, and you can make the same argument about Florida. I mean, a lot of people were, you know, wondering whether Florida should have been in the, you know, in the mix for the national championship. And cl- clearly, based on the way they played Oklahoma, the answer is no. Okay, so that's, um, the, that's they would not have competed against you know any of the other four teams. Four I don't teams. think. So that's the second time we've mentioned him. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. Was anybody bothered by Dan Mullen's approach to post game the yes. loss? Right. It's like, dude, keep your fucking mouth shut, Mac. I think you said take well, your beat down and move on. I, and Grinch brought up a great point. You know, that's not the first time this season he he's done that. Right. There was the the COVID comments after the the Texas A and M game. You know, I, I think. And I don't know that we're there yet, but, you know, somebody, somebody kind of compared him to, you know, Elaine Kiffin of, of talking before you think. And, and I know you just hung your head. Uh, and, and again, I don't think we're there quite yet, but it's not trending well, that's for sure. Um, no, but when he took over, you even told me, you're like, he is a college player's coach. Like, he's, I, don't move to the next level. Stay at college. You're perfect for the college player as a coach. And now he's done a few things that have been questionable and the things that he said and his approach to things. And it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? And it's like, it's like we talked about Thor, I think, while we were gaming. He may have had those things in his mind, but let somebody else be the ones that say right. Of like, you know, hey, coach, do you think you made the right call going ahead with that many people off the roster? Now it looks like he wasn't going to bring it up. He looks a lot classier. But in, right. But throwing that out when you just got stomped is, is just – you don't make excuses. I mean, it is it is what it is. You chose to go play, take your beat down, move on to next year. It, right. it, you know, it sucks, but – Well, it, and it's, it's interesting. I, I have no sense of, you know, how much credibility this has, but it sounds like the Jaguars are going to offer Urban Meyer the coaching opportunity. What? And then That's I've heard a rumble of another NFL team – with Dan Mullen's name somewhere in the mix. All right. Who I'd love to know. Yeah. I have to find the article to see which team it was, but you know, let's ignoring that for a little bit. I I think, you know, with, I'm going to package two games with similar points, which is Auburn clearly has a a culture problem. They, they, you know, Gus Malzahn out, uh, you know, you get the, the former Boise state head coach coming in. I think Mullen's got to take a hard look at, at the culture of his team of how it just started quitting. And, you know, for the, like the Georgia Cincinnati game, when you're not in the big dance, you're up against someone who has a huge chip on their shoulder. Like it is easy to lose to that team. And we've, and as they showed repeatedly in the game, we've seen numerous examples of where a group of five, and I know Luke Fickle hates that term, but a group of five team shows up and they want, they want to prove themselves and they play, so far above what they are naturally that they pull the win. I mean, I, I, for me, that's why I was pleased with the Georgia game, despite the score, because they, they kept, they stayed in the game and they didn't start going, you know, we really don't want to be here. It was like, fuck that. We're in our backyard. Let's win this shit. Okay. Well, so here's the article on Mullen. It says, and this is according to Adam Schefter, who is, he's widely respected. well known yes. as having being tapped in. 
that Dan Mullen is one of those actively seeking an NFL head coaching job just after his third season in Gainesville. Quote from a close source, uh, having heard from people that know things who believe Dan Mullen would leave Florida for the Jets uh, in a New York minute if he was offered the job. That was a fucking yeah, joke. But- I said the Jets. That was a joke and you're serious? Yeah, but if you read the article, um, at least the one that I'm kind of reading about it, it sounds more like he's kind of interested in that job more so than they're interested. And that's not to say that they're not interested in him, but it sounds like maybe he's approaching them uh, as, you know, not them approaching him directly. Uh, A little bit different than I think the Urban Meyer job at the Jags. I think they're obviously reaching out to Urban Meyer. Was that Um, a year ago or two years ago that – it was a, a, like Urban Meyer said something. If Dallas offered me the job, I'd definitely take it. But it, it was wasn't Dallas year, think, looking yeah. for him. It was him saying, I'll definitely go there if they offer it. And everybody thought he was going. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to do well. At, I, I don't think Urban Meyer would do well at the NFL level. Um, I agree. You know, I, there's few coaches that can make that jump, um, you know, because you're dealing with, you know, a lot of different egos at the professional level. Um, and in a lot of cases, most of those players are getting paid way more than the coaches. It's yeah. a little bit harder for them to listen yeah. to the to the yeah. coach. You just yeah. wonder. I mean, they're 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 going to get Trevor Lawrence, right? <laughs> Jets. If, if the no uh, Jaguars, the oh Jaguars, the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just poor, wonder poor if there's any, any connection between those two two decisions, or at least the Urban Meyer decision. But I agree. I mean. I think by his what he keeps citing is his health that I, I at this point I don't really dispute anymore. I kind of thought it was shady the way he left Florida, right? And then suddenly he was back at Ohio State. I think I th- he's not wanting to get back in the grind of college football, but the NFL game may not be comfortable to him. Kind of like what happened with Saban. I mean, Saban yeah. and Spurrier and Spurrier. Yeah, yeah. Spurrier. he may be. He may just be trying to pad his coffers. It's possible. Yeah. How that dude could need more money, I'll never know. <laughs> Again, well, when you live when you live to a certain level, I mean, you've got to keep that up, I guess. Well, and again, like the, I was reading an article that they Dan Mullen fired two secondary assistants, uh, Ron English and uh, Torian Gray, because Florida's showing this year was the worst defensive showing in terms of giving up points in more than a hundred years. Nineteen seventeen was the last time Florida had a defensive showing this poorly over a, a span of games. Uh, so it's like, I don't know if that's the answer because, I mean, we talked about this all season on this show. It was Florida secondary. Couldn't tackle. You know, you struggled to be in the right place. You're leaving receivers I, wide open. Yeah, it wasn't just their secondary, though. Their, no. their entire defense um, for, for most of the season struggled. Was an issue. Yeah. Well, and I haven't seen anything about Todd Grantham yet. I know yeah, Bo Pelini's already back. He's gone at LSU. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Orgeron's already looking for a new D.C. I just – I would have thought, given the fan base and their relationship, that might have already been. Put if it's out. happened, nobody's saying anything yet. So yeah. who knows? Uh, yeah, but it was a disappointing game. And I, like I said, I'm not going to dwell on that too much. I just, it's frustrating that Dan's making stupid fucking choices, like saying shit like that. And it's like, come on, man. You knew well in advance, like players were going to opt out. You know, whether or not that's the new norm in terms of players knowing they're cycling to the next level and they don't want to take a chance or whatever. Well, I think, yeah, I think for sure if you're playing in a, I don't want to say a meaningless game, but, you know, it's not a national championship game. Right. You know, where, where's the incentive if you already know you're going for, you know, going to the draft? So, okay. So, why that would being you said, risk getting injured or, and hurting your draft stock? 
with that being said, you got a guy who's a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, had a outstanding, better than probably every other quarterback in terms of stat line and whether or not that means a lot or not. And he walks into that game and he throws three interceptions, has a horrible fucking game. Now, you have to imagine that hurts his draft status. It definitely hurts his to, chances. I think he had to play Did he? to try and Why? help his draft status because his body of work was not there yet. I mean, you're, you're looking at one year. Right, but um, they said he was going to go in the first round probably later. He wasn't going to be probably a top 10, maybe a, 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 you know, a secondary 10 to 20, you know, 11 to 20 player right. probably going. That's still not bad. You're going in the first round, yet you just threw three interceptions, had a shit showing. Your team fucking shit the bed. That's got to make it even worse. Now you're potentially falling. Should he have opted out of that game too? Would that have, would no, that have mattered? I, I don't think, you know, again, to me, I don't think any of them should opt out. Should have? I, I, think, I think to Grinch's point earlier with Sarkeesian, you, know, you made a commitment to the team. You fucking play. You play. You know, that's just the way it should be in my mind. Um, And that's part of, uh, but I do get the flip side of it, you know, of of the the concern of injury and and hurting your draft status. But at that point, you're just making it a business and not, you know, a sport. The the point I'll make to that, and only because I read it, I read it in another context of another article. The point was nobody in the playoffs had no, no, no teams in the playoffs had players opt out. Hell no. If you weren't in the, in those four games, though, probably every team had somebody opt out. Oh, in sure. Some sure. form or fashion. You know, maybe not Cincinnati. I really don't. Re- no, I, I, they were missing some. I feel like I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, because but, so it becomes that that like risk reward. Am I really here to build the program to the next level? Now, and I do. I will say the quarterback's in an absolute unique position. So I I, I don't begrudge Trask having to make a decision like that. You know, you're the leader of the team. I mean, frankly, I kind of look with more scrutiny at like a Kyle Pitts and a Tony. Right. Who kind of left their boy hanging there, you know, and got to watch their team get their ass kicked. You know, like, I I, I felt bad for Trask. I felt like he was trying to do too much the whole game. Uh, But he was kind of – Forced into that position. It, it, it reminded me a lot of watching when Fromm had no receiver threats and he kept making mistakes and throwing interceptions because he just, he just couldn't find anybody open. And so he bore the brunt of the stat line. Um, and and that, that's why I think Trask will be fine because he has all those talents and he just has to show up at the combine and, and – do well. show what he, yeah. yeah, just show that he is what everybody thinks he is. He's, yeah, you can be the you know you can be the greatest quarterback in, in the world if you have nobody to catch the ball. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how how good your arm is. Uh, and, and you look at you know a Tom Brady. You know, I mean, he has struggled at Tampa Bay this year. Now that you know he doesn't have the same weapons he's always had in New England, and even at the end of his career in New England, you know, the same thing. So. You're only as good as the players around you, unfortunately. That's why it's a team team sport. So. All right, so that's the week that was. Let's move on to the upcoming national championship game on January or yeah, January 11th, Alabama-Ohio State. Now, we do have to make this pick. Is there any discussion we'd like to have before we do that? Anybody anybody concerned? I know we've all week we've harped or all, all season we've harped on Ohio State sneaking in under the wire, playing as few games as possible, not taking any chances. I mean, the, the, the two things on my – well, i got more than two, I guess. One, so the stat line or the Vegas spread, whatever you want to call it, that's come out started with Bama as a seven-point favorite, and I think it's nudged to eight, maybe eight and a half at this point. 
so I think just head to head, Vegas is saying they think you know obviously Bama's got the edge. The the biggest the biggest question I have is the Ohio State that showed up with a grudge, pissed off, fired up, giving it everything they had to just take it to Clemson. Is that the team that can show up twice? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, that, that's what I'm wondering because because I think they had to show their hand to play that tenaciously. So now Bama has a sense of what they're going to bring if they try to play the same way, which admittedly in a very tightly scripted Bama, they are much more a, the game is scripted end to end. This is what we want to have happen. You know, like when you think of magic with Bama, certainly much to my chagrin, the Tua Tonga Vailoa decision was like considered earth shattering, you know, by Bama standards of like, Holy Jesus, he changed his starting quarterback at halftime, you know, like, that doesn't happen at yeah. Alabama. <laughs> Otherwise, that's why Auburn ends up beating them sometimes because this crazy wild shit happens. <laughs> you know? That makes no like sense. A kick six, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, I don't think Alabama or I don't think Ohio State. I mean, if you're looking at just offensive weapons, I mean, you you have to account for Justin Fields. You don't have to account for Mac Jones in terms of being another runner on the field. Now, I don't know if that injury is going to be an issue for Fields in terms of his running ability on the 11th. I think running backs, Najee Harris, I mean, Sermon played fucking lights out for Ohio State. Now, can he do that against Alabama's defense? I don't know. But I, I would pretty much at this very moment, taking the snapshot of those two games, they're neck and neck. But receivers, Alabama's definitely got the edge there, you know, over Ohio State. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than anybody would have anticipated. I, I still give the nod to Alabama. Um, and probably, you know, for the reasons you just mentioned, for sure. But I think it's going to be – it's not going to be a blowout win, I don't think. I think it's going to be a lot closer uh, if, than I, even I would have maybe predicted at the – you know, before that game last week against Clemson when we saw what what you can really get out of Ohio State when they show up and play. Right. So if January yeah. 1, Ohio State shows up, do they have a chance? Yeah, if I the think – the team we saw – I won't be shocked with either outcome. I'll put it that way. I – I think either team has got everything they need to win. Will the stars align? Yeah, will the stars align? I mean, because, you know, Bama is certainly – certainly its defense is shown to be susceptible uh, at times to big plays, like, you know, the Ole Miss game, Florida game. You know, so I, th- I think the opportunities are there. It's just has Bama continued – and they, I think the defense has – Tighten up, tighten up, getting a little better, a little better as the year went on. Um, they, I think in, in kind of the special playmakers, they may have the slight edge. Although, like you said, if you put fields against Mac Jones, I might take fields at this point mm-hmm. and say edge to them. I think Bama's O-line is freaking solid. Obviously, Najee Harris is special, but, yes, yeah, Sermon is too. It, it's probably going to come down to the game plan uh, of just who, who's able to – to make better adjustments in game and see how, you know, see what the other team's given you and go from there. And those, you're probably those second, get, yeah, you, I imagine you'll get the best from both teams. Right. And that second half adjustment after you've played those first two quarters, where are we at? What do we need to do? And can you make the adjustment as needed? All right. So let's go ahead and make our picks so we don't drag on too much. Grinch, you won the regular season. You are still ahead. You took one game in, in the bowl the two bowl games, you took one game, the Alabama game, lost the Clemson game. So you were at 53. Haas also took Alabama, lost with Clemson. He's at 52. Mac, 
same same setup. You're at 47. I gained the most ground because I got both wins. I'm at 50. So, Grinch, you're going to pick first. Alabama, Ohio State. Now, obviously, Haas has to start asking himself some fundamental questions here. Does he want to try to tie it up and then see what happens? So, Grinch, what are you doing? I'm going uh, roll Buckeyes. <laughs> I saw you start to type and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> All right, roll Buckeyes. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Bama. But like I said, I won't – I'm just best guess. I think it's a, you know, 65, 35, somewhere in that ballpark. You play the game five times, it's probably like 2-3. Right, and, and, and either way. Right, two, three, three, two, doesn't matter. I agree. Yeah. All right, Haas, now it's up to you. You got to make a decision. Yeah. So I haven't made. Uh, I, you know what? Um, I'm going to let you cogitate. Since I already know. Mac- I'm good. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Um, uh, we we didn't think. None of us really thought they were going to beat Clemson. Um, I think you know I'm going to go back and watch the game uh, again, but or watch it again. and I I think Ohio State's probably fresher. Uh, I think they're probably more hungry. Um, I think they have a chance to beat Alabama. So I'm going to go Ohio State. Keeps things interesting. Um, I don't want to necessarily pick them, but uh, yeah, I'm going to just that way. Yeah, we could tie it up, Grinch. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> Old hands skipping across the finish line. That's right, buddy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. I think it can go either way. I rolled Ohio State the last time, and I, I just don't know. I don't know where Justin Fields is going to be in terms of taking that shot. Is that going to cause him an issue? I, I imagine they'll use the magic spray and the magic sponge or whatever they got to do, and they will find a way to try to get him healthy for this game. I just think Alabama's offensive weapons are just going to maybe be too much for Ohio State's defense. So that's what I'm going with. Mac, what about you? Now, you can uh, really gain no ground, so... No, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm picking Clemson. Clemson. All if right. Clemson can come from behind, can I win it all? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, no, I'm going to Alabama. Uh, I think they just have tick more weapons um, that will allow them to, to come out over on top of Ohio State. But again, you know, as Grinch mentioned, if Ohio State wins, I, I would not be, you know, surprised either. Okay. Uh, and I was trying to think if there is a tie, I don't want to do scoreline. I feel like everybody does that. So I was trying to think of something a little easier, like closest without going over. Do we want to do like how many touchdown passes do the quarterbacks throw like that type of thing? Or how many touchdowns does Devonte Smith get closest without going over type of thing? Because the score lines are a little too hard to navigate with that shit. So I don't know. What yeah, does everybody I, think? Mean, I mean, if Ohio state wins and we do tie it up, we'd, you know, we need some separator. I mean, I'll be honest. If I give you a number, it's just freaking guessing. Do we though? Do do we do we need a separator? Do you want to just? We can end on a tie. I mean, I mean, hey, college football used to do it. So why why I mean, can't we? Right? It's like Ted Lasso. Yeah, I mean, the, that might be over, sacrilege. The over under for the game is set at seventy six. Do we want to do that the total score goal for a championship game in the BCS and college football playoff era? Do we want to do a total score? I, I don't. I mean, like I said, you're I okay with a tie. Up a number without caring, and so uh, you both are okay with a tie. If you are, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll just leave it at is. As I mean, is. if we, you know, if something else happens and we see a funny opportunity to call it the tiebreaker, I mean, we can have fun with it. Okay. All right. So we will end it there. We have it. I mean, it's like again, we've said this before. The season's over for all intents and purposes. One game left. We none of us really have a horse in this race, so it doesn't really matter. But it's always fun to watch, and we will see. I mean, obviously, I want the SEC to pull out the win because that just demonstrates our dominance over 
everybody else as always. So anybody have anything else before we wrap it up? Mm-mm. No, no, sir. no, you're just like, dude, just fucking clock's ticking. Let us go, please. You're like kids in a class, like teacher, let's let us go. You son of a bitch. I said my piece. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, I, again, I have appreciated all of y'all's time through every episode that we have done here. We will have one more when we wrap up the entire season. We'll talk about the national championship game and maybe a little, a little, Hey, down the road, what do things look like for the upcoming season? Maybe we'll know if Dan Mullins going to the NFL or if urban Myers taken over at Jacksonville and we can talk shit about all of that. But until then, we will just leave things as it is and let things play out, see what happens. So thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it as always. I do. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a good day. Until next time, yeah. we'd like to say... Prost. Empire. Salute the Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs>